Welcome to Culture Wire, the newest program of SFGTV that focuses on the arts and culture scene in San Francisco. I'm your host, Meg Schiffler. We're at the San Francisco Arts Commission Gallery, where Writers' Corps is celebrating their 15th anniversary with the exhibition, This Place Called Poetry. This episode of Culture Wire isn't about poetry, though. It's all about dance. I would just like to say that the whole point is love. You know, let's, let's get real. Alonzo King and Lines Ballet are fixtures of the San Francisco arts community. Lines began in 1981 when they set up their first studio in the heart of the mission. The community dance workshops became popular very quickly. And when Alonzo King debuted the first show by his professional dance company the next year, Lions began to gather an international reputation for innovation and excellence. Alonzo was honored by Mayor Gavin Newsom with the 2008 Mayor's Art Award. The award recognized Alonzo's contribution as a dancer, a choreographer, and as someone who truly exemplifies the values of our city. Someone who's lived their lives uh, authentically, uh, at times, yes, may I say, audaciously. Someone who defines the creativity that's part of the soul of our city, that innovative and entrepreneurial spirit, always pushing the edges of possibility. Someone that celebrates the remarkable capacity of human beings. Uh, and someone that is always challenging people to be better than they ever imagined possible. Director of Cultural Affairs, Luis Cancel, sat down with Anne-Marie Nemenik, Executive Director of Lions Ballet, to discuss the company's unique role in San Francisco's cultural landscape and Alonzo King's amazing life in the arts. Here we are with Anne-Marie, the Executive Director of Lions Ballet. Hi, Anne. How are you today? Fine, Luis. How are you? So what exactly does the executive director do for Lines Ballet? Well, my job encompasses all the different aspects of Lines with regard to the business operations and fundraising. So Lines Ballet is actually made up of, I would call it, three different distinct business units. There was the Lines Ballet that most people know with the performing arts side of things. And then we started the Lines Ballet educational side, which is the Lines Ballet School, which is focused on pre-professional um, ballet uh, students who want to really reach where our Lions Ballet performers are now performing at. And then we have the San Francisco Dance Center, which is where, where we are right now. We have six studios, and this is a, a community-organized San Francisco Dance Center. Where we welcome all dancers, from those that are just beginning to those that are have been dancing for all their lives. I've always struck when I see the dancers in, in the professional, in the Lions Ballet company, um, and uh, they, they, seem, they seem really strong dancers, you know? I mean, sometimes with some dance companies, you don't get that sense of strength. He is, he is attracted, I think, to the dancer who's maybe taller in stature than um, some dance companies. Uh, some people have commented on Corey Scott Gilbert, one of our dancers, who's, I think, 6'4", six, 6'5". Six, um, That's pretty tall. Very for tall a for a dancer. I think in the last five years, maybe Alonzo has worked with taller, um, stronger uh, individuals, but when I first was here, it ranged, um, and I think a lot of people 
appreciated that diversity within the bodies. And how many dancers are in the company? Right now we have nine dancers. Um, we are uh, looking for a tenth dancer. We have somebody coming in, in in the spring to take that role for a while. And, we'll, and we're always looking for really good dancers. You know, as a person who's in charge of cultural affairs for San Francisco, I, of course, am very uh, always eager to see how, we, how the city can project itself culturally internationally. And Lines Ballet really accomplishes that uh, for the city quite a bit. Well, our touring is um, really a responsibility and has grown as a result of bringing it in-house. We're able to appear in many venues um, more so than some of our contemporaries right now. One of the things that strikes me about Alonso's body of work is his almost quest to look at various different cultures and sources of cultures. He doesn't look at each dance form as being separate. He sees them all connected, all one. He sees them as having a lot of commonalities that he wants to explore. And I think other people look at it as, wow, he's bringing these two different forms together. Whereas I think he's trying to explore the common elements of them all. You know, when uh, Mayor Newsom selected um, Alonzo King to receive the second Mayor's Arts Award, I think one of the things that really moved him was uh, Alonzo's commitment to education. Could you talk about, you know, how the company is as active in dance education? When they come to a class at Lines or a class with Alonzo, they really feel that Alonzo is working with them, the individual, to bring out that artistry, artistry with them, with themselves, versus trying to force his choreography or his way onto them. So again, it's um, you talked about our strong dancers. I think our dancers look so strong because Alonzo really. Um, understands who they are and takes out their strengths and displays them for everybody to see um, and doesn't try to force them into uh, a way that they might not show off the best, their best assets. And in our educational programs, that same philosophy is key. We came to 7th Street, I believe, about 10 years ago. environment is huge. It is stronger than willpower. Surrounding yourself with artists, being in a culture where artists are thriving and there a huge amount of them is a healthy environment. Right. You're making a statement. Push, push. That's better. When I start thinking, I see it actually, um, well, sometimes I don't see it. But when I do, it's usually from the inside out. It's um, like watching something being spawned. You go in and you begin to work, excavate, play with the dancers, and then things begin to emerge. You may have a plan that this is what I want to create, here are the ideas I want to play with, but then you go into the room and there may be some fertile ideas that are becoming manifest that are more interesting than the idea that you had initially set out to plan. So there is, has to be this openness for spontaneity, also a sense that regardless of the deadline, that you have tons of time so that you can keep your creativity alive and not cut it off, you know, and just go into old habit. And 
it's a lot like listening, really, really listening to watch what's going to emerge. Can I go from Ricky, please? And David. So I like this thing where you put your foot on his back. Let's keep it. Where your mind is, is how you build your life. If you put it in fear, if you put it in failure, it works. You know, doubt works. It's a commitment. And for most artists, it's um, it's a vocation and a life that they've committed themselves to. There's this notion that artists continue to do their work because of some kind of external financial support. If that was taken away, artists would still do their art. You know, it's not like um, there's a prerequisite for these things to happen or I won't do it. How could that be? It's a relationship that you've committed to, it's a vocation, and no matter how difficult it gets, you're going to need to produce your art on whether it's a large scale or very small scale, the need to create is going to happen and you're going to have to fulfill it because that's your life. Many of the dancers say it's the hardest work they've ever done working with Alonzo. Um, they might have been with other ballet companies that have a, a more famous name than Lines Ballet, but they work and they love working with Alonzo because they really treat, he really treats them as artists and expects them to um, contribute like, like an equal in the, in the studio. So Anne-Marie, we really have loved you know, getting to know the company better and, and, and getting to know Alonzo and we're really looking forward to your spring season. Is it going to be here at Yerba Buena? It'll be here at Yerba Buena Center for the Arts again on April 17th to April 26th and we'll have a new premiere as well as bring back a favorite of Alonzo's. Uh, called Signs and Wonders, which he originally did for uh, Dance Theatre Harlem. And then, right after that, we'll head to New York to do a, a week at the Joyce Theatre, um, May 5th to the 10th. Fantastic. Keep promoting San Francisco <laughs> we will. wherever you go. <laughs> we will. Thank you, Louise. Alonzo will take Lyme Ballet on a tour of Italy and France in early 2009 and return in April for his home season at the Yerba Buena Center for the Arts. For time, tickets, and more information about Lines, visit linesballet.org. On upcoming episodes of Culture Wire, we'll be visiting a very special sound installation inside City Hall by world-renowned artist Bill Fontana. And we're also going to visit the San Francisco airport. Why are we visiting the airport for an art show? Because the city owns 3,000 pieces of art, and some of those pieces are on display right now at SFO. You don't have to wait to see our next episode of Culture Wire to see great art in San Francisco, though. Join us to celebrate the opening of our new exhibition, The Art of Change, which is about the influence of rock music and art on social change. The exhibition features rock posters and photographs from the past four decades. And don't forget this place called Poetry at the Arts Commission Gallery in the Veterans Building at 401 Van Ness. You can visit Wednesday through Saturday from 12 to 5 p.m. between now and January 24th. For more information about this and other Arts Commission programs and events, visit sfartscommission.org. You can send us your arts events listing or tell us what you'd like to see on future shows by emailing us. The address is culturewire at sfgov.org. That's it for now. 
I look forward to sharing more art news with you next time on Culture Wire. <laughs>